Hello, everyone. This is the Ryan Watts Life Coaching Podcast. This is Ryan. Thank you so much for being here today. So on today's show, I want to talk about empowering your 168. If you're at a loss for what that means, um, what I'm talking about when I talk about your 168 is the 168 hours that are in a week. And so this is one way to look at the time horizons in our life. And this was really impactful for me. And where this kind of comes from is... um, I, when I was younger, actually not as young as you might think, but when, uh, not too long ago, I was, um, thinking about my life and I remember I'd see people out there running early in the morning and I remember thinking to myself, well, they're at a point where life is not happening to them. Hmm. Someday I'll be at this point. And this thought stuck with me because I remember thinking that there was just all this stuff that I had to do or that I was forced to do as if life was happening to me and I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. As a matter of fact, I, if I tried to do those things, I'd be irritated, exhausted, um, feel guilty or whatnot. And so, um, of course things didn't work out that way. And the longer you let life happened to you per se, the more challenging it becomes to take a hold of your life and steer uh, to a direction where you want to head. But that's because the human mind is designed to run on patterns and routines. So many of these we're not even aware of. But at a certain point in your life, you become aware of that you're at the mercy of these automatic behaviors. And you have to choose to take steps to make changes. And this was uh, one of the ways I started doing that. And so the idea of empowering your 168 was transformational for me. And I hope it is for you as well. The 168, again, refers to the hours in your week. And so really empowering your 168 is about filling that time with exactly what you're committed to. So notice I didn't say what you want to do or what you have to do. It's what you're committed to. Um, and life really becomes empowered when your 168 hours in your week is filled and executed exactly the way you intend. Now it's a process, right? And it's exciting to consider having this empowerment over your life. It requires you to give yourself some grace. However, we didn't have a natural or we don't have a natural ability to, uh, judge exactly how the passing of time in the moment is going to occur. And so if you suffer from ADHD or something like this, it's even more difficult to do so. So like I said, give yourself some grace, uh, but commit to the process that will give you the results. So let's talk about empowering your 168. So there are 168 hours in a week. And so the first thing we want to do is if you want to take out a sheet of paper, uh, you want to list the following categories. If you're in a car, we'll just consider what I'm saying. And once we inventory the things 
that we want to make priorities or categories in our lives, because you certainly don't have to use everything I'm going to say. And you might even have a category that I don't mention, but we're going to fill in the categories with actual activities. So let's start with the potential categories. So first, the first category of time where you need to invest the most is sleep. You want to shoot for about seven, eight hours a night. And so that's 56 hours a week. Okay. So already, if you're looking at your 168 hours, 56 is our largest investment with sleep. It's going to really impact your well-being and make sure you're effective uh, in your functioning during your waking hours. Okay. So that's, that's number one. So category number one, sleep. Category number two. Work. Most of us work 40 to 50 hours a week. And you really want to keep it here, right? Um, This includes your primary job and maybe even your side hustles. It's important to set clear boundaries because you don't want to overwork yourself and you don't want to move towards burnout. Okay? So, sleep and work. The two biggest categories. And these are probably going to be on everybody's list. Um, next is the commute and preparation. So you might, um, delegate somewhere between, well, the average, the average commute for most people is about an hour. Uh, I'm lucky I have next to nothing for a commute. Um, but if you give yourself 10 to 15 hours for commuting and getting ready, right? So this depends on your job and how, how far your commute is, but you want to make sure that you include this time in there and you're not feeling rushed. And one of the things that I'm prone to is is rushing to get from one place to the next. Uh, and you want to be prepared for your work as well. So how much time does that take? What does that look like? Uh, the next thing is meals and cooking. So a lot of different reasons for this, but you want to have about one and a half hours to two hours daily for preparing and eating meals. Uh, this is going to make sure you're not just going through the fast food the fast food uh, drive-through and eating highly processed foods filled with sugar and uh, you know kind of nutritionless. But you want to spend about two hours a day preparing food and eating meals uh, that are healthy, whole foods. And this is a big part of your day. So that's category number four. Category number five: exercise. Right. So about five to seven hours a week is really what they recommend, and you want to aim for. Um, somewhere between an hour and a day or a half hour a day. And this can include walking, yoga, any form of exercise really, right? So something that's, that's restorative or um, uh, even something that's a little bit more um, high intensity like running or playing basketball, something like that. These are all considered um, exercise and health, right? So about seven hours a week you want to spend on this type of thing. Category number six, near and dear to my heart, is personal development. So this is reading time, learning new skills, your hobbies, um, working towards personal goals, right? So about five to ten hours a week. That's what you want to kind of budget in uh, to um, your weekly, in your 168, your weekly allotment of hours. Um Social time and family, right? So how much does it, um, how much time do you spend with your family, right? You want to plan for this. Do you have dinner, right? Do you have dinner together? 
is there there's usually a morning and night right where you spend time with your kids but what about if you don't have kids what about your partner what does that look like how much time do you need there Category eight is just errands and chores, right? So maybe it's going to the dry cleaners, grocery shopping, cleaning the bathrooms, etc. What does that look like? How much time is that going to take? I'm going to give about five to ten hours, maybe? Suggestion? Number nine, and this is actually, now that I think about it, it's a little bit high on the list, but relaxation, recovery, and leisure. We really should uh, spend about ten to fifteen hours in this type of thing. So this is uh, activities you enjoy, um, hobbies, things like that. Category number 10, mindfulness and reflection. So if you spend five to seven hours here, um, that's really what you want to sort of sort of budget towards. So include time for you know meditation, journaling, or just reflecting on the day, uh, what was good, what was bad. Give yourself some distance from the day. Sometimes those difficult days are uh, difficult and it feels like they are they are us, but they are not us. Um, and this helps in maintaining mental and emotional health. And then finally, um, weekly planning. So you want to dedicate one to two hours to planning for your upcoming week. All right, so those are the categories. Uh, maybe you have one that I didn't mention. Um, and maybe you're kind of adding up the hours and that does, that can add up on the high side to 185, which, Hey, that's what 17 more than, than, uh, you, you said we we're allowed to have. Well, you know, some of those things, uh, some of those ranges that I gave you, for example, errands and chores, maybe it doesn't take you five to 10 hours a week. Maybe it takes you less than that, but those are some categories. And from there, maybe you can come into some subcategories, right? Um, but then focusing in, zooming in, double-clicking in on number 11 that we talked about, weekly planning. So you want to be aspirational with this, right? What would you? What would your perfect schedule look like for you? So you want to look at sleep, right? We want to sleep 56 hours or eight hours a night of sleep. So what time are you going to bed? And what time are you going to get up? The more consistent you are with that, the more likely you are to get enough sleep. Um, so you're spending... 40 to 50 hours at work. What are the key things you want to do in your work this week? And for some folks, this is a difficult thing. They're just putting in the time, right? But do you need to have crucial conversations? Is there key um, things that need to happen in your projects? What could you accomplish this week if you really, if you really pushed it right at work? How could you become successful? Um, now plan for prep time so you're not rushing so you're not stressed out by the time you get to work you're not rushing from one place to another rushing it's a myth it doesn't help you at all it just it just is basically an expression of your stress um, meals and cooking so what if you prep what if you knew exactly what you're going to have all the time every meal what if you food prepped what if you hired somebody to food prep for you that way you didn't have to worry about this 10 to 14 hours and also you could make sure that you're eating healthy or healthier. Um, with your exercise and health, what kind of exercise are you going to do? What exercise do you enjoy? Maybe you really like yoga. Maybe you really like weightlifting. How are you going to recover from it? If you're like me, you're prone to overtraining. So if you're being aspirational and you want to run a marathon every day, well, that might be overtraining, right? But you also want to make sure that... Uh, 
you're kind of, there's a, there's a minimum amount in here. So maybe you don't want to do five to seven hours. Maybe you want to do three hours. What does that look like for you? Is it three hours of walking per week? What does that look like aspirationally? What do you want it to look like? And then personal development, right? Where, where are you investing your time? And this is huge because we really have three life currencies, right? We have time, energy, and money. And where we invest those things have to do with what manifests in our life, right? They are the cause of what manifests in our life. So where are you investing energy in personal growth? Are you investing energy in personal growth? What does that look like? What if you invested five to 10 hours uh, in, a, in a self-development book or a course or worked with a coach? Uh, you should be planning to do this depending on how big of a priority it is in your life. But there should be some personal growth in your life. What kind of investment of energy, time, or money are you going to make? You should be making some. Now, social and family time. We all have varying needs of social time. So maybe you like to go have uh, drinks with the folks from the office afterwards. Maybe it's having lunch with your parents or friends. 10 to 15 hours. What would it look like if you spent 10 to 15 hours on social time? What if you planned your chores every week? What if, you know, cleaning the bathroom always felt like you were rushing when you had to do it? Because it's like, you know what? I can't let this go any longer. Got to clean the bathroom. And you rush through it. Um, I know for me, sometimes things like that, they don't, they don't seem to, there doesn't seem to be time for them. So this exercise really drives home for me how much time I actually have, right? Because it feels like I don't have time, but when I sit there and I'm like, okay, 168 hours, wow, actually, there's a lot of time wasted, right? And so you might discover that, and that's okay. Um, now, when you talk about relaxation, recovery, and leisure, right, a good rule to have is when it comes to recovery is that you should plan to recover for a third amount of the time that you work. So most of us work between 40 and 50 hours a week, so you're looking at somewhere between 13 and 16 hours of recovery. Now, I want to point out, this is probably not watching Netflix or other streaming services. It's not drinking alcohol. This could be going for a walk. This could be um, you know, doing something that is active recovery. So it could be meditation. It could be yoga class, things like that. Some of these overlap. But you want to make sure that you're putting in that recovery time. If you're just go, go, go all the time, you will eventually burn out. And more importantly, you're not going to enjoy your life. And then mindfulness and reflection. At first, you might think this sounds like a lot, right? Five to seven hours of mindfulness and reflection. But think about all the times where you're reflecting on what happened or you're experiencing anxiety or you're working out situations in your head. This is all mindfulness and reflection. And so this is kind of a microcosm of what we're doing here is that what would happen if you learned to gain control of that? And so instead of worrying about something, you set time aside to journal, and then you could say, you know what, what I really want is to feel this way about something. And you could take steps to see what might, um, what that might require on your part. Um, but what this part of the activity really is about is getting a hold of your mind and creating a space where you can take the time to reflect and plan and consider uh, the anxiety and the stress without it kind of sneaking up on you. Okay? So, and then of course, making sure you're consistent with the planning. What does that look like for you? 
Does it happen on Sunday? Does it happen on Saturday night? Does it happen on Monday morning? Um, and it could be good to get your partner involved in here as well. And so as you're working through those categories, what is it like to um, put in these categories we would aspirationally like to do? You know, maybe, you, maybe you'd like to, um, for you, sleeping would really transform your life. As a matter of fact, doctors say that a very high percentage of health concerns are resolved simply by making sure that we're sleeping seven, eight hours a night. So what if you just made sure that you were sleeping seven, eight hours a night? What would that take? Um, you'd have to go to bed earlier. Maybe you'd have to get up later. What does that look like for you? How does that fit into your life? Who would you have to talk to? Be aspirational, right? And then when you get to uh, your weekly plan, look back. What went good and what didn't? Now, you can't expect to be just great at this right away. If you're not doing anything like this and, and you might fall short, I know um, early on I really kicked myself for this. I'd be like, what am I doing? I'm making a plan and not even uh, executing half of it. But that's okay. You want to find out what it would be like to take a step just a little bit closer, just a few millimeters closer towards empowering the entire 168 hours for the week. And so if you are interested in learning more about that, I would certainly love to chat with you about it. Um, you can set up a consult with me at Ryan Watts Life Coaching. On the top right of the page, uh, there is a link there. Um, I do have limited availability, but I like to, to reach out and, and I'd love to speak with you with it. But again, this is a tool. This empowering your 168 hours a week as a way to look at really gaining control of your life and steering it in the direction that you really like it to go. If you're experiencing something like, wow, uh, someday I'll be able to get to this point in my life. Well, that means that you're cut off from really your authentic self, who you really are. And life doesn't have to be that way. It does not. And uh, if you don't believe that, that's fine. But maybe just consider the possibility that maybe it could be the truth for you. What, if, what does that look like? And that's one step in the right direction. So which categories are the most important to you out of all the categories that we discussed today? Maybe it's sleep. Maybe it's work. Remember, there are three currencies of life. So really what we're looking at is we're looking at time, right? Which is a currency of life. And then our energy, right? Where are we going to invest our energy in those things? And money as well in order to make certain things happen in life. You just don't get to live rent-free most of the time. <laughs> um, so where are you making investments, right? What do those returns look like? Um, and investments in all those currencies, time, money, and energy, and empowering your 168 hours a week is a great way to start. So thank you so much for listening today. This is Ryan. You can find us online at ryanwantslifecoaching.com. Um, I want to do a shout out for the Personal Success Accelerator course. Um, I have a, gotten some great feedback on it. And uh, people have been very gracious uh, about its impact. But it is impactful. And if you're ready, you can go to ryanwantslifecoaching.com forward slash personal success. And you can begin with a PDF worksheet on defining what success means to you. This is the first step to really transforming your life. 
the Personal Success Accelerator course. We'll just take it that much further. So until next week, keep rising, keep thriving. I'm Ryan. All the best.